When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's go. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Binge Town TV. You are here with Jimmy and Kathleen for Cruel Summer Season 2, Episode 6, titled The Plunge. And the first thing I have to say is I wish they didn't beat us over the head with the American Pie reference at the end, because when they first just said, haven't laughed that hard in a while, I can't look at a pie the same again. That's all you need to say. And I was fist pumping. (laughs) I was like, I cannot wait to bring it up. And then they say one time at band camp, and I was like, damn, come on. Yep. I wanted to and they had cool. a nice Fight Club reference to it, too. They did. They really did. Okay, so before we hop in, just as some little housekeeping, hit subscribe on this feed if you're listening to the, our Cruel Summer feed. If you're not, um, go hit subscribe on our Bingetown TV on anything, Apple, Spotify, etc. You'll never miss an episode. Right now we're doing Witcher. We just finished up Silo, which is so good. And we have the interview with the creator of the book series. Um, our second interview with him, we already did one. Um, we're also doing Secret Invasion. We just finished Succession, etc. We also have a cool Discord that you can find in the bio of the episodes. Really fun talking to everybody, especially the silo ones really popping off. We've got some cool summer peeps on there. Um, also, the Facebook group, the Cruel Summer Facebook group is great. Uh, we don't own that. We just happily um, talk to people on it. So that's all the housekeeping I got for the episode. It's July 30th. December 30th and then July 30th again. And we're getting so damn close. So close. To New Year's. I can't fucking wait. And it's really heating up. I'm pumped. James, any thoughts? Luke, 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 man. I know. Little bitch. Hurts my heart. (laughs) Little bastard. (laughs) He hurts my heart, man. I know. I I thought he was pure. I know. I thought he was a good guy. And Ned called him out. Doesn't fall far from the tree. Mm -hmm. We have some more information. More drama than information for this episode, I would say. Technically, we didn't really get yet Luke and Megan getting together for the first time. We almost did. Yeah. But we still haven't had their moment. But, you know, it was there. And yeah, it's there. It was the, tip- it sure. was the typical Luke, oh, I'm going to go throw up right when they're about to kiss. There's a lot of that kind of stuff this episode. Megan totally sandbagged Jeff, you know. Yeah. I don't I still don't see again, we already talked about this last episode when it came to the whole you're in high school and you're hurt and you love the girl and this and that. But he seems a little extra mad, but she really did do it the totally wrong way. Got all up in Luke's shit all day while Jeff was creepily videotaping her. Yeah. So, (laughs) well, we got so we almost get Luke and Megan for the first time. And I thought we were going to get why Megan and and our girl Izzy fell out. But 
and and we do, but it's not why I thought. So Megan's going to be fucking mad at Izzy for quote unquote kissing Luke. Obviously, we saw that's not the truth. But I thought in general, after Luke was giving her looks on the beach that whole day, I was like, "Ooh, these two are going to get back together and it's going to break Megan and Izzy up. It's going to cause drama. But really, it's just Luke lying like a little sneak. Yeah, what a little sneaky guy. Sneaky fucking guy. Uh, You ready to hop right in? Yeah, let's just do it. All right, cool. Um, Summer of 99. So Izzy, (laughs) in the wake of last episode, after Megan tells her, you know, I like him, breaks up with Luke on his birthday, LOL. (laughs) Um, We get Brent back. Technically the night before. Yeah, technically the night before. But we do get Brent back in this episode for multiple timelines. You know, when when we have the budget for somebody, we really use them in in all the timelines. (laughs) So this is also the first time you see Megan start dressing like she does in the second timeline, like hair down, more girly stuff. They make multiple comments this episode, like, well, where's the ponytail? I'm like, yeah, just let this. I didn't know Megan had moves like that. (laughs) And look at her in that dress. (laughs) I will say the genie in the bottle choreography was absolutely slang for me. I was like, go girls, go girls. I was about to learn it. I fucking love that song. That was the song of the episode for me, of course. So wait, let me ask you this question. When we get this dance scene, like when they're practicing, they're not using Ginny in a bottle when they're practicing at first, when Megan shows up. But there was no indication that Ginny in the bottle was going to be the song until later, right? Well, then it's awful for me because I knew it was going to be Ginny in the bottle. You did? (laughs) Like, I just, because they say something, like, I don't know if they, maybe they start singing words from it or something happens when they're practicing and I was like, it's going to be Ginny in a bottle. And then when the genie and the bottle started playing, I was like, let's go, baby. And I'm dancing. I fucking love that song. It's so good. They, oh they really are killing it at least once or twice an episode with the songs. Just make me go, yeah, crushing mm-hmm. it. And mm-hmm. and like the American Pie thing, they're really like beating you over the head with like, this is the 90s, baby. Let's yeah. go. Make a scream and reference. And then me and, me and Jimmy will hop on board. The Slasher Sibs will be all up on it. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, so the party is Jeff's in good spirits at this point. He's taping the party. We get Jeff again. We haven't seen him in a while. Playing Pong, which you know I love. Flirty as fuck. Not Jeff. Brett or Megan and Luke are flirty as fuck. Um, Brent mm-hmm. gets him a stripper. <laughs> yeah. And I knew we knew he was gonna do something sketchy because he said, like, oh, this is gonna be a night he'll never forget. And Megan goes, Oh, what's what's he talking about? And then of course He was like the cop. I goes, didn't know it was going to be a stripper. I just knew it was going to be something sketchy. He goes, he, she was dancing on more than my pa- on my lap or whatever. I was like, yeah, yeah right, Luke. Can it? Yeah. I mean, you know, just to start from the beginning, Isabella really is looking, besides the fact that we're getting the Trevor stuff, I'm kind of buying Isabella on what she's saying, you know, and we'll get into that later, but... The Isabella stuff now, in the beginning of this episode, she finds out that Megan likes Luke. She breaks up with him. She, whether it's true or not, plays it off like, he's going to be okay. Do your thing. They talk about the fact that Megan's got to kind of break up with Jeff, but she just lets this party happen. And and she knows it's just, it's totally high school and I get it. I'm just so far off from that at this point that it, it gets weird to me. But and I'm not that far off, Kathleen. Twelve <laughs> years, but no, or fifteen. Jeez, <laughs> but, I'm twelve. Yeah, but 
But it just was, I was so uncomfortable for my boy, Jeff, but even except for the fact that this guy needs to relax with the camera that that needs to chill out. The fact that he was creepily watching her with his camera this entire episode. Yeah. Like, you know, but anyway, she knew exactly what she wanted to do. She wanted to go to Luke and she just sandbagged Jeff along the way. You go right. You start the day off and say, Jeff, listen, bro, it sucks, but yeah. I, and then, I, you know, and then she plays it off like, no, it's his birthday. You really are breaking sure. up with me. It's like, But again, I remember those days. I would have played it off in my head the exact same way. Well, yeah, I understand why Jeff is, is mad. Megan did not do him well. But I'll say that I was like, go, girl, because she didn't have to break up with him. I was like, slay. That was the best, yeah. that was the best case scenario for her, because having to break up with someone, not that I've done that. Is is <laughs> shitty. So Jeff's like Jeff's like we're done. She's like, oh no, I'm devastated. <laughs> yeah, oh no, please don't do that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Megan, I think it all creeped up on Megan way faster than she thought. Also, Megan just started drinking like the day before, so I think that like right. flirty drunk Megan is just kind of like not understanding what she's doing and she's doing it in front of everybody. So I'm always playing devil's advocate for our girl. Megan, yeah, I mean, so. it's, and it's Izzy, honestly. I don't really care that much, to be honest. It's all good. I'm on team girlies, but we do almost get our first kiss between Luke and Megan in this timeline. But then he yaks, which is classic. Yeah, I mean, this timeline really with the party, yeah. it's really just showing the interactions between Megan and Luke, how it's a little sketchy between Luke and Izzy. We also get a little like head nod between Parker and Izzy when they kind of have each other's back when Brent again is doing like to keep the import thing out of here. I get it. Yeah, it's your brother. She broke up with him, whatever. But you don't have to call her the import, that kind of stuff, obviously. But yeah, he, he him using that. That's really the only meanness I saw out of Brent this episode. Like he was like douche to the to the max in the other episodes. This one, he was kind of just like the. Frat boy douche. Nothing like too, too bad except the import stuff that that, you know, obviously. And then even when they flash to the to the next timeline, when it's his memorial and he was like, man, I was I was a douche to my brother and stuff, you know. So but that's really the main part of the first timeline. Yeah. Yeah. We also get the obvious, like you said, the America Pie stuff, but the tease that they went on their first date the mom and the dad, yeah. meaning Luke's dad and Megan's mom, cracks me up. I know it's like the small town thing, and it's back in the back in the day. In the 90s, they're having this big-ass banger of a party. These kids are 17 years old. He's just having his 17th birthday, and the parents are coming in. If I was Megan, if I was Izzy, if I was Parker, if I was any of them, I'd be hammered-ass drunk, not cleaning up the party because they were all yeah. acting like they'd be hammered-ass drunk. And then also they're just like, oh, no cops came. Oh, that's sweet. Good job. (laughs) Classic 90s. Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on a whim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days In, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Yeah, that's all that happens in this one. It heats up in the next two. Um, so winter ninety nine, it's the how do you say the town? Chatham? 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 
Chatham, I think it is. I have it spelled, but now I'm like Chatham. So Chatham. I'm pretty sure it's Chatham. Chatham plunge. Um, so we start off with Ned, aka uh, C. Babbage, hitting her up. Job opportunity at my house. Extra set of hands, and then she obviously just ditches Izzy immediately, even though she was like seemingly pumped for the plunge. They say <laughs> she's never missed one before in her life, so you know she's just fucking acting up. We can rip through this this middle ground. One, I hate the coloring. Like when they're at the it's, plunge, I'm like, this coloring tough. is bad. It's not yeah, even it's tough. like they didn't have to go that crazy with it. Did they it. do that in season one? They do, but th- but I don't remember me feeling like this is like just crazy. It looks like an episode of Twilight. It really does. Like or an episode. Yeah, of Twilight. yeah. You know it's I mean? literally. I mean, even the yellow is not great when they do the, no. the yellowish. But like tinge. a yellowish is like summer, and I get when they do the bluish because it's winter. But I'm like, I hate this. It's so it's yeah. so bleak. It's almost like the bleak one should be the third one, but either way, I don't like it. So, um, right. but that's fine. It's uh, it's something I could get over really quickly. So she gets there. It's so sketchy. Like it it's like a super locked down place. He's talking about like sensors and locking down the house, and that when like the clock strikes twelve at midnight, something might get screwed up, and he might get locked in or something like that. Um, so I'm thinking. Like, does getting locked in on New Year's have anything to do with anything? Like, he's literally saying when the clock strikes 12, we know New Year's is when something bad happens. I don't know. What what were you thinking? I also thought he was locking her in there. I was like, oh, fuck. But he first didn't. thing I want to say is I'm very glad that the sketchiness between them was work. We talked about that last episode. Yeah. There's no sketchiness between an older guy and a younger girl going on. So we're happy about that. It is pretty obvious at this point that she is just enamored by him, meaning his yeah. talent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I never thought they were kissing. No. Jimmy, I mean, Jimmy I thought know. he was the baby daddy. <laughs> he said 100%, if you remember. I didn't know if we were watching Young and the Restless or not. You know, mom <laughs> would love it. But yeah. she's enamored with his talent as a coder, and he is basically who she wants to be, quote unquote, when she grows up. Yeah. And like I said last episode, when she talks to Izzy about the the medicine, the, the drugs, whatever it is, the uh, Adderall, whatever that she's taking, I do what I got to do to get what I want, to get where I need to be. She just wants to get better and become this master coder. So yeah. she is super excited to work with this guy. She Everything she sees, she thinks is the best thing ever. Um, but yeah, I honestly first thought that when they came downstairs and he's showing like, here's my sensors at my windows and doors and you can't do this or that without me knowing, I thought he was going to click a button and we're going to see Izzy watching from earlier on. And then he was going to be like, your friend is following us. And then it was going to start some kind of a, you know, planting the seeds for suspicion with Megan to Izzy. Yeah. Uh, we don't get that, obviously. Why does he need her to help her? Do, do they need to do two things at once? Is that why he needs an extra set of hands? Because I'm like, dude, you're the best coder in the in the town, at least, and bigger than that, probably. So why the fuck do you need this little girl to come help you? My only thought was, and I really, all the coding stuff was going right over my head, was like, are you just, you need like to be doing something while she's doing something here? Or you need to be like looking and checking something while she's doing it? Like, I don't understand, but he's like, I feel this like is, I can trust you. I'm like, beat it, loser. Freaking me yeah, out. Yeah, <laughs> this is so basic of me, and I agree. Like, I don't really get it. But my guess is that maybe he has to be 
not in the house in case it locks itself down and they get stuck. He's out there to fix it. Sure. Because he, sure, sure. he's worried that he would get stuck in the house because it's all it's all electronic. He OK, just, he puts the button and everything gets locked down. Now, yeah. that honestly could be bullshit. And if anybody wants to hit us up, join our discord, hit us up on Twitter, Instagram. Let us know, because yeah. that definitely went over my head. I fully understood the whole Y2K where everyone thought that the Internet was going to disappear or the yeah. computers are all going to shut down. And this guy. That's his nightmare. So I get that. But I just didn't really fully understand what he was trying to say. He's like, if a door cracks and a window cracks, I know. And then it's like the clock strikes 12. And if the power goes out, I, you know, I was actually a little confused with that, too. Yeah. yeah. So, again, though, the fact that he's bringing her into this house and saying, like, I was fired. Now I'm my own man. She's looking around. He's got that door and he's trying to make her not look at the door that's sketchy to the side. Yeah. He's saying, I trust you because he's bringing her bringing her into his sketchiness. And we know it's just going to get worse. The fact that she's even showing up in his house. That's the trust factor that he's saying, I trust you. Yeah. Yeah. Either way, he's really creepy. If anything, just to be working with an underage girl in a dark house with like all the like I don't like it. he's like abusing his power to me he and could this is be the completely same guy. he could be the one that saves someone in the end you never know but like this is the same guy that was coming in to get the sandwiches or whatever the hell it was right and they yeah. were having that conversation yeah. he seemed kind of normal there but in this he's like fidgeting and he's like nervous as shit and he just seems like he's like a sketch bag yeah i know I agree. I was totally this in this scene. I was like, this guy, I feel like he thinks the cops are like on him right now. Yeah, totally. I uh, the the rest with Ned is just the conversation they have. Like you mentioned that he's kind of shit talking the Chambers dynasty and yeah. uh, Apple doesn't fall far and stuff like that. Well, so we know it's... Brent didn't fall far and I'm yeah. a little upset. Luke fell. I know. And, and here we are. So quick scene with Sheriff and Luke working out, you know, uh, kind of just like a stick up for yourself moment. Stick up and for he yourself, does. and yeah, he does. He totally does. Um, and again, lighting's bad. Got to just say it again. Hello, pick up the phone. Next season, don't do this, please. Thank you. All right, cool. yeah. Luke really was looking at her with a gleam in his eye the whole time. Megan is putting both of them down in ways where they are like seeking each other for like friend. Izzy wants friendship from Luke. Luke is like you know feels like you need something more and he never really got closure with Izzy. We don't know how Izzy actually feels about Luke, um, but Luke, Izzy is really loyal. So she was like, get the fuck off me, take me home and pushed he him totally away. Read that wrong. He uh, totally yeah. read that wrong. <laughs> she literally just went off on a speech saying how loyal she is and all she cares about is being Megan's sister. And he's like, you want to make out? <laughs> I'm, I'm happy that Izzy did that because I just, you know, her whole thing is loyalty. And if we are to believe that, like, she didn't kill Lisa and all this stuff, like, she really, she took a fall for a sex tape. She dumped Luke. We got to believe her. And this helps us believe it. But Megan is going to pop the fuck off on Izzy for sure. Brutal. Yeah. And when it comes to this episode, I totally get Isabella's side where she's craving a friendship because like you said she walks up the stairs all excited 
Megan is so excited. This is the best thing ever. You can't miss it, blah, blah, blah. And then she gets the beep, the AOL and some messenger gets me right in the feels. And okay. she sees C. Babbage and she's like, oh, my bad. Sorry, I can't do it anymore. And then immediately puts those headphones on and starts blasting music just like she does to her mom later, which is ridiculous. And yeah. then, you know, when Luke's side of the story here, he didn't do the right thing, obviously. But for him, he has just been told by Isabel that Megan may be like cheating on him with Ned and some sketchiness is going on with her going yeah. to an older guy's house. And, you know, he's probably just doing the whole like, oh, Megan's done and I'm hurt. And he just was yeah, looking for totally that, you know, but still not my boy. I know. And like I we're being we're being harsh on our guy. He's a good kid. He's just down in the dumps. He's a liar. He's a liar. (laughs) He's down in the dumps. His dad sucks. His brother sucks. His girlfriend sucks. And Izzy just told him that I broke up with you because Megan liked you. And and that kind of probably gave Luke a little like, oh, so you didn't break up with me because you didn't like me thing. So it's like a whole bunch of things. I don't actually blame him. He's a 17 year old kid. Yeah, seventeen and a half year old kid, but you know, I would have liked it a lot better if he didn't hit her with the "I've been thinking about you" line. Yeah, yeah, like it was you a know? spur of the moment thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Spur of the moment would have made me feel better, and I would have been okay with it. And again, it is this. It could have been a spur of the moment line just to to, to make your move. Yeah, Megan gets a t-shirt from him from the plunge, and I'm like, that's a guilt purchase. And obviously, she gets one every year, but so it's not actually a thing. But when he asked what's up and what she did that day, she immediately is like, hmm, how about this instead? And pushes him on the bed. And it's crazy because she must be pregnant right now. It's December 30th. Yeah. That's Either crazy. that got her pregnant or. No, she no, because it's December 30th and December 31st is when the, she found the stick, isn't it? Luke must have known uh, she was pregnant. We're working off the assumption that Luke knew and killed him. She killed him. And you like mean, a, you mean that's what the sheriff says. Right, right. So, yeah, so, so she had to have they've been having sex and obviously we know the sex tape exists. So, yeah, she must be pregnant right now. Yes, which you're is crazy. Right. So within the next day or something, she must know. I wish there was like a little bit more of of signs from her that she may be pregnant. Like, yeah, she's acting a little moody, but that's just being a teenage yeah, girl. Yeah, like, she was she should like feeling be, sick or something or. She needs to just be like, ooh, grabbing her, her <laughs> you know, something that's like, ooh. Oh, go throw up or something. Right. Yeah, a puke is like the classic, but she hasn't puked yeah. yet. And like they straight up told us it in the third timeline. So th- I wish they gave us a little hint that it could have been guessed because there was nothing that could have been guessed. When they said it, I was like, oh, well, I didn't think that even for one second, even though we What's probably so- should have. Yeah, and what's up with the theme for these Chatham kids when it comes to cheating? They just decide to have some relations with their person instead of telling them the truth. I know. Izzy goes to Luke after cheating on him with Trevor, has his first time with him. Yeah. And then we get to Luke, and he's just totally okay with Megan jumping on him. And then he's like, after, like, oh, I just I feel bad, man. I got to tell you. I know. By the way, Izzy went and did it. My whole thing was I thought that this was going to be him saying, Izzy told me about Ned. I'm freaking out. I'm sorry. I made a move on her, blah, blah, blah. And it wasn't the problem with Izzy and Megan was going to be, you followed me to Ned's, not you kissed Luke, even though he's lying. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah. 
same kind of scenario is being interwoven here, but there's a little bit of a strife. It's just a different way I thought it was going to be. Yeah, so this is going to be the beginning of the end of Izzy and Megan. In the next scene, uh, when we can start with, uh, I don't really want to start with that, but Megan is saying something like, um, falling out with her best friend and then someone drowns. It's familiar because she obviously was fighting with Lisa before she died. And this has to be the falling out with Megan and Izzy happening right now. But we'll do all the Lisa, Izzy, Megan stuff after. We'll start with, um, we open with C. Babbage hitting her up again. It's kind of the theme of this. And is saying, Mm -hmm. did the code help you access the files you wanted? And she's like, I hit some Roblox. Blah, blah, blah. But she has a laptop now. Would you have noticed that if if the mom didn't call it out? No, Debbie, me no. neither. And I'm like, God, I need to be better at that. Because she was obviously working on a big honker of a fucking computer. And now she's like ripping a laptop. I should have known. But I didn't. And Her so she mother, said that, man. Like, oh. <laughs> she, finally gets, she finally gets a little upset when she sees some blood. But it takes blood to get this lady upset. Know. You know, her daughter... Where'd you get the laptop? Don't worry about it. Headphones blasting again. The mom's like, okay, yeah, makes sense. And we yeah, just walks she out. she cannot be bothered. She's like, all right, well, you know, she's the breadwinner. So <laughs> I will uh, say I'm very, very happy. Finally, Megan showing some emotion for Luke. I have that. I literally say, finally, we see some emotion. That's my note at the memorial. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did like a lot the parallels in from seeing one timeline one to timeline three with the birthday to the memorial where it's flashing back and forth she's sitting on the bench looking out at the yard and now they're at the party and it's back and forth that way and you know she opens the drawer and you see the candles and it was for a happy time it's luke's birthday and now she opens the drawer and oh shit you know it was a year ago that kind of stuff was good i like that a lot i like the parallels that way i just want to just get this out there i think that this whole episode in this timeline proves that to me, at least Megan has nothing to do with Luke's death. I totally agree. Like a hundred thousand percent. There's just no way it's going to be Megan unless it's invertedly. Megan did something like, like chain of events, domino effect. And then uh, Megan's going to realize like, holy shit, I did something to lead to Luke's death, but she isn't, it isn't her hand that did it. Right. Specifically. She, everything about it. I told you in last episode, I was like, the fact that she's talking to her mom about Isabella killing Lisa, like if Megan had anything to actually do with it, why would you do that? You know, it's just stupid. Why would you even care? And then obviously the conversation that Isabella and Megan have later where Megan pretty much says, I think you killed Luke. The fact that that conversation in private needs to happen shows that we are right, that there's something sketchy going on where Megan's doing something that has nothing to do or, or at least not directly anything to do with Luke and Isabella. I still think she's doing something that's not directly related to Luke either. Meaning his death. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm buying on board. Isabella. Well, okay. I'm on board with you because one, I was under the impression that there's still a chance that they may know what happened, but they obviously do not. So right. it's, it's at least just... Megan doesn't. Right. Megan, Megan definitely Megan definitely doesn't. And it's just weird that they haven't had one conversation together. I know they're few and far between in the third timeline when Izzy and Megan aren't just like being like mad at each other or Megan being mad at Izzy. 
But like, it feels like there should have been a conversation where we hear them be like, what happened? Like, how did this happen? He's dead. Like, what the hell? Like, if Megan right. truly didn't know he was dead yet, or maybe she did know he was dead, but like it went six months. I, I don't know. We need way more information. We really do. But it, yeah. I think you're right. Definitely not Megan. Izzy still on the board, but I I don't think it's Izzy. They're trying to paint you too early that it's Izzy, and I don't I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be her. But yep, I agree. Real quickly, the mom finally, like a day later, gets the thing under the bed. It's the flower blanket, of course, with the blood on it. Um, Daddy Chambers and Brent going to the sheriff, mad because there's no arrest. This just made me go guilty, bitch. <laughs> I'm yeah. like one what of these two are guilty for sure. Well, what? Whatever happened to that news reporter? Are we just not getting that? I don't I don't know. It's they've got to come back. But that is so such a weird scene that because I was thinking about how like there's obviously going to be a now private investigator that joins the story. Yeah. And I was like, wait a second. Wasn't there someone else that was doing that kind of stuff with the news reporter? And then she has like two seconds. The fact that they were pointing at. Isabella being like the money, the fingerprints on the gun. I don't think it's Brent anymore. Daddy Chambers is my number one suspect for sure. He is bad. So you think that he wants somebody to be busted just because he wants it done with? Hundred percent. He wants. But he. But he did it. Hundred percent. Okay. He's the one who planted the money. It is. You know, (laughs) Daddy Chambers goes to the house and says, "I want to talk to Megan." He says that the money and the pregnancy is all in the papers. And that's how he's acting like he knows yeah. it. But when he comes barging into the sheriff's office, I thought we were going to get a situation where he was going to be like, dude, how do you know these freaking things? Yeah. Like, how do you know what evidence I have? Yeah. Well, but I guess somehow it makes the papers. I'll tell you what, Debbie's best scenes are when she's fucking telling off Steve Chambers, man. When she's yeah, like, right, she right. ain't home. Get the fuck out of here, yeah. bitch. <laughs> I was I was like, yeah, that's my girl. Get this fucking bozo out of here. I hate you, Steve Chambers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I was if I was her, I mean, she played it exactly right, but I would have also just been like, dude, no offense. It's my daughter. Get the hell off my property, man. Like, yeah, don't talk 100%. to me like that. Don't tell me you're going to go in there and talk. He, like, makes some steps towards it. Like, he's like, don't, I don't need your permission. Like, yeah, that's yeah. again, back to what Ned said. Like, they just do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to talk to her and I'm going to get it out of her mouth. And I'd be like, we're dealing with courts here. We're dealing with lawyers. Get the hell off my freaking lawn. Yeah. Yeah. Biatch. So Megan hacks the Lisa files. This is the main chunk, right? This is the best chunk of this. The files say Isabella convinced Lisa to go swimming that night. And this is from like other people at the at the Hearsay water that from were there. Someone, yeah, because yeah. she wasn't there to tell her own story. Um, even though she Allegedly. was clearly drunk and they were arguing in the water, but she left by helicopter without any questioning. Trevor's not answering Megan's calls. It's like Trevor just like sent this this bomb and then ghosted her, like a like. Classic Trevor, I feel. Uh, he's um, been killed off, man. Yeah, for real. No budget <laughs> for that. Um, we don't need to hear the other end. They could just do a fake conversation. Um, yeah. But Izzy's story is that Lisa jumped in on her own. She was drunk and upset. And it's probably because she found out about Trevor. I would have to assume yeah. that she found out about Trevor and was upset. She got drunk. She went in. 
Izzy went in after her and then she was gone. And I believe that story. I really do. I'm like yeah. full in on that. But this is the craziest part. Parker overhearing Megan. Are we to believe she's staying at Parker's house because they're buddies? So when the mom goes and says to Isabella, you need to get out of here. In the mom's nice way of saying so. Yeah. She says Parker's going to be picking me up. Okay. And it, that, that was, the, I. Th- she says I'm packed and Parker's picking me up, which is a lie. She goes to the Airstream or whatever they're calling it, runs in there crying and starts packing. Yeah. But I'm assuming, you know, Parker picked her up for a second. I thought it was like a hotel or something, but I'm, it has to either be that Parker is, is where she's staying or her and Parker are actually still friends and Parker was coming to hang out or something. Either way, it's whatever I can buy. Good. It's enough, but. If it's Parker's house, I totally buy it. I think it's Parker's house. I think they did a good job of showing them being friends and that that she would have to go to Parker's to stay there. But Parker overhearing that. And then I'm like, first of all, know your audience, man. You're in a big house and the door's open. Shut up. Like what? I mean, I guess Megan doesn't care at this point because she's truly accusing someone. But obviously it's not enough to go to the cops because Megan's hiding something about herself as well about that night, I think. So. Parker goes straight to the sheriff. We don't hear what she says, but she's basically like after she's like, I've got some stuff to tell you. But then the episode ends with Debbie confronting Megan about the blood, like you said. So I don't know. I need to ask you this question. Ask me it. Why the hell did the sheriff say, hey, sweetheart? Yeah, it's it's such a it's such a pleasant surprise to see you. Is that his daughter? And we don't know it. I said, is that his daughter or some shit? Like, what's going on? I don't I don't know. I have no idea. Did, did I miss something? It, it has to be a daughter or something. I can't imagine he that. would let his daughter date Brent. Yeah, it's true. You know what I mean? Without uh, that have been a, being a storyline yet. Like, you know, th- we've had too many yeah. scenes with the Chambers and him. To, but it's it not if it's not a, a family member, then it's weird as shit that that came out of his mouth. With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, motion sounds something like this. Kizik helps you experience the magic of motion. With over 200 patents and easy on, easy off technology, you'll never have to touch your shoes again. There are hundreds of styles and colors, plus a squish like nothing you've ever felt. For a limited time, get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com socks. All right, James, it's about that time. Who fucking killed Luke, brother? Who did it? I don't freaking know, man. <laughs> I'm Steve Chambers still. I really think that the scene of him barging in, barging into Megan, like he's trying to get this swept, um, swept under the rug <laughs> and whatever. I'm like, I want to ask you I think I'm five episodes what you strong. think. I want to know what you think is going on with the blood. Is it? We still don't know it's if it's a blanket, if it's clothes. We're still going to go with the miscarriage or the terminated yeah. pregnancy kind of thing. Yeah, it's obviously not Luke's blood. No, and it's going to be it's going to be the miscarriage because it's going to be answered in the beginning of the next episode and then just be done with. Right. Okay. Yeah, I I I really do like. The whole Steve's dad finds out the pregnancy actually was real. In this middle timeline. Hmm. Yeah, if if we're going to go off the fact that Steve's daddy chambers is just bullshit and left and right 
And even when he goes to the mom and he says, I heard in the papers about the pregnancy. Is that true? That kind of stuff. If we're going to think that's all bullshit, then I do like the whole, you know, Luke and the sex tape strike one, you know, the pregnancy thing. There's a reason why he went after Megan's mom for having Megan and, and the sister out of wedlock <laughs> and yeah. which was so weird in that conversation. That's going to be the next strike for Luke and daddy Chambers is going to freak out whether he does the killing or not. He's trying to sweep it under, but he knows the deal was Luke hiding from daddy Chambers and Megan was helping him with that. I still think that's a possibility that Luke that Luke was hiding for a lot of the time and he didn't die yeah. till later. I, I really like the fact that Luke didn't die till later, but or he's not dead. Or he's not dead. That's what I said on the Discord, baby. Also, I feel like I almost say discourse every time. So please, if I say that. <laughs> now you said discourse. Intercourse. Um, okay. Yes. On the Discord, I did say RIP because I shot talk him a little bit. And then I was like, RIP mm-hmm. to Luke. Okay. I'm Steve Chambers. You're on the Steve Chambers thing now. And any final thoughts before we wrap the epi? The people on the Discord, our homies talking to us on the Discord, they did say, I didn't get a chance to check it out, but there is something for the trailer for next step. It does seem like we are going to get uh, some of that party in the next episode, and we finally are going to find out what happens. So shout out to Nicole and Queen Jelly Bean for giving us some, some insight. Shout out, friends. All right. Great. Well, that's the episode, episode six, titled The Plunge. Uh, we'll be back for episode seven. We are really coming around the bend. We got seven, eight, nine, ten. Like I said in the beginning, uh, hit subscribe, binge on TV on anything you listen to. You can follow us on Twitter, on Instagram. You can send us an email at binge at gmail.com. Discord is our new fun thing, though. We love to chat live. And, and if you watch Cruel Summer Live, you can put your thoughts in there and then we'll talk about them on the pod. You can put theories in there. But any one of our shows is on Discord. We have them all in, in little chats. And then we also have uh, just like an all TV discussion and all movie discussion and stuff. So come on, be our friend, hit follow. Um, and we'd love to talk to you. But that's the app. Link in the description. Link in the description. We are Binge Town TV. And we're a genie in a bottle, baby. Come on in. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.